This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello everyone, bonjour à tous, ciao a tutti, and welcome to Bon Voyage, a brand new Purple Radio podcast connecting Durham University to the rest of the world. My name's Charlotte and I'm a third year modern languages and culture student here in Durham um, and I'm currently on my year abroad. So I study French and Italian, which means that I have to do half my year abroad in France and half my year abroad in Italy. And so I'm currently studying at the University of Modena, which is in the Emilia-Romagna region of Northern Italy. And I'm here until February, and then I'm gonna be jetting off to the beautiful city of Annecy, which is like in the French Alps, um, like quite near to like Mont Blanc and just like, just below Geneva. I'm flying into Geneva, so it's just below Geneva in Switzerland. And it looks so picturesque, I'm so excited to go. But yeah, so I'm gonna be going to there from the end of March next year to teach in a primary school. So I'm very excited to take you guys along on my journey on my year abroad. You might actually recognize my voice or my name or anything like that from my show, Global Tunes, which is a show that I produced and I hosted in first and second years. And I had actually really hoped that I could have put on Global Tunes and I could have continued the show while in my year abroad, but being in my year abroad is kind of affecting my ability to broadcast. I'm a bit far away from the Purple Radio studio, so sadly I haven't been able to continue with Global Tunes this year, but I still wanted to be involved. I still wanted to get involved with Purple and carry on doing what I love, which is putting out content and being part of student radio. So that's why I'm here broadcasting from my bedroom a thousand miles away from Durham. So, so far away from the city that we all know and love. And I'm so ready to tell you about my year abroad. And I'm here to tell you about my experience and I'm here to offer advice to anyone who is considering year abroad, who has done a year abroad and wants to reminisce about their year abroad and who is just an international student in general. And I'm going to be featuring special guests. I'm going to be chatting about anything and everything year abroad related and so much more. So follow our Instagram, Purple Goes Global, or if you're already following it, it used to be Global Tunes Radio, but had a little bit of a rebrand. And stay tuned in for Bon Voyage, which is a brand new podcast only on Purple Radio On Demand. So kicking off the first episode of Bon Voyage, today we're going to be talking about the difficulty in packing up your whole life, packing all of your life into one or two suitcases and then moving to a whole new country, maybe by yourself, maybe you'll have a family member who will join you for a few days, then they're going to leave as well, and just getting used to life away from familiarity. I mean, in my own experience, like before coming to Italy in September, I'd only ever been outside the UK whilst I was like going on holiday or like being a tourist. So this, the thought of like living and like studying and building a life abroad, it was terrifying to me. Like, obviously I loved the idea and I couldn't wait to go abroad, but also I was so nervous about just starting a whole new life. Was I going to make friends? Was I going to enjoy it? Was I going to be able to speak the language? And yeah, You can hear about what you might face in your year abroad from others, but there's absolutely no feeling that compares to being sat on your outgoing flight and actually just 
taking it in and realizing that you're leaving everything that is like so familiar to you back in the UK or in your home country if you're an international student and by god it is such a bittersweet feeling like I came to Italy in mid-September and I remember this like emotional like mix of feelings where I both wanted to go and live my independent life but also I just wanted the like security and familiarity of home in Durham like moving away at least for me moving away to university to Durham was one thing but moving a thousand miles away that was so much more and god it was just such an experience and I'm a language student and like I've been studying Italian for I think it was like over two years now I started when I started university back in first year because I started Italian ab initio which means that you start Italian from scratch you don't need to have any prior knowledge of Italian and if you'd have told me three years ago that I'd be living in Italy I would not have believed you it's such a surreal experience and I love it but like I would not have expected it like I it doesn't feel real that I'm sat here recording to you guys in my bedroom and broadcasting to you guys while living in Italy like it feels like a dream the last like two and a half months have felt like an actual dream I just need someone to pinch me and wake me up at this point and yeah like as I was saying I've been studying Italian for just over two years now and I thought I had a pretty good level of Italian but oh boy I was so so humbled like when I first moved to Italy because I started trying to interact with native Italian speakers and it was difficult it was really difficult at first and I've since gotten used to it but it was such a struggle especially in the first few weeks to express my thoughts and feelings and keep up a conversation and Honestly, living abroad has given me such, such an appreciation and admiration for students who, like, maybe in Durham, in every university across the entire world, who study in their second, third, fourth, or even, like, even more languages. Because it takes so much skill, and it's so demotivating at first to realise that you don't understand as much as you thought you did, and you just have to power through and break the language barrier to fully enjoy your experience abroad and like it's so hard I've been here for two and a half months and I still find it hard to follow along to lectures and I feel like my Italian has improved so much since I arrived so it's given me such an appreciation for students who come to Durham and who have English as their second third fourth fifth language because it takes so much skill and dedication and just willpower to follow lectures and follow academic articles in a language that isn't your native tongue it's so it's such a weird feeling but you feel so satisfied with yourself when you've done it and not just talking about like the language side of it like the culture shock of moving abroad is so real like you feel like your life has been like completely flipped upside down like I'm trying to think of an example here. I think one of the things I can think of the most is how compared to Italy, life in the UK is so non-stop and it's so fast-paced. Like, in Italy, everything seems to be taken with more care, more time. Everything seems to go at a slower pace. Um, 
for example, most shops close for at least an hour, maybe even two at the middle of the day for like a post-lunch rewind. I think in Spain it's a siesta. I'm not sure if it's called the same in Italy, but it's the same principle. Like for an hour or two every afternoon, shops close, the workers can go home and have a good meal with their family and they can have a rest. And that's like unfathomable in the UK. Like imagine like... Most restaurants that I see in Italy also, compared to the UK, where if there is a day where most businesses come to a standstill, it's a Sunday. Most restaurants, particularly in the UK, in, not in the UK, in Italy, that I have seen usually take another full day off and they close completely. And it can sometimes be on the most like random days, such as Mondays or Thursdays. I know a ton of uh, restaurants around me which open on Sundays, but they close on say a Wednesday but like to a UK someone who's grown up in the UK that's really weird to get used to at first because in the UK everything is so Monday to Friday Saturday too usually seven days a week if it's going to close it's going to close on a Sunday but like imagine if in the UK Greg's decided to close every Tuesday just randomly um it would seem so strange it'd be so bizarre but it's just so commonplace here in Italy. Like, you get used to it. You have to memorise which day is open for each restaurant so that you don't end up walking to your favourite restaurant and realising that it's closed because you've got the Tuesdays and the Thursdays mixed up. Like, it's such a strange experience. Oh, and speaking of food, I really do love the Italian cafe culture. Like, there are cafes and there are coffee shops everywhere in Italy. I love it. They sell coffee at such cheap prices, well, compared to the UK at least. Um, like, I got a latte, a latte macchiato from my favourite coffee shop the other day, which was like, it's so cute. It's like a cute, I think it's a family run business, I'm not sure, but I love this place. And guess how much it cost? It cost the equivalent of £1.80. Like, imagine in the UK getting a latte for under £2. Unbelievable. In the UK, you have to pay at least £3 for a latte. Like, so to get that, I was like, wow, whoa. But, 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 this is a piece of advice for anyone who is considering doing a year abroad in Italy or who is considering travelling to Italy. If you go to an Italian coffee shop, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not ask the coffee shop staff for a latte. Or even just un latte, even if you say it in Italian. Because in Italy, the word latte actually means milk. So if you ask for un latte uh, or a latte, you will just be given a glass of milk. And <laughs> it was something that I wasn't caught out by when I came. But I've heard a lot of other people who were caught out by it because they said just, Oh, I'm just feeling a latte. I want a latte. And then they got milk and they were like... Is it not the same in Italy as it is in the UK? No, it is not. If you want the equivalent of a UK latte, you'll have to ask for a latte macchiato. Um, and in Italy, compared to the UK, there is no, there's no such thing as like syrup flavored coffees. Like in the UK, we have our, we love our pumpkin spice lattes, we love our caramel lattes, we love our vanilla lattes, especially in autumn, like it is now where it's freezing all the time 
it's just not a thing like you can't get a caramel latte let alone iced coffee i haven't seen a single place in my two and a half months here in italy which has sold either an iced coffee or like a caramel latte or like a caramel coffee in general um and i mean i'm not complaining it's just a very strange culture shock for me because like even asking for a coffee in general will get you something other than you may be expecting. Because if you ask for a coffee in the UK, you'll ask, you'll probably be asking for a filter coffee or an Americano or something like that. But in Italy, coffee shops are called bars. It's very common to say, oh, should we go to the bar? Not to drink alcohol, but to drink coffee. And it's also really, really commonplace to just drink an espresso shot at the, like, the counter of the bar pay and then leave meanwhile in the uk it's so much like are you going to sit in or are you going to take away you don't drink your coffee at the cashier's counter and yeah like it's been so weird getting used to that because the coffee culture in the uk and the coffee culture in italy they're so different but like nevertheless i love love the cheap and like the cheap and friendly coffee culture here in italy and Honestly, I was never really a non-flavor coffee drinker before I went to my year abroad, but now I literally, I jump at the chance to go to a cafe and have a coffee and pastry with my friends because it's so cheap, it's so fun, and it's so, like, it's just such a nice experience. And even just in general, just being able to go with your friends to a place and just sit down and take things chill is something that I really love about Italy. There's a really big Italian thing called the aperitivo, where you might go for a bar, go to a bar, this time actually to drink, say, an alcohol or something a bit sweeter, and you'll sit down and it's usually like a pre-dinner thing, because in Italy another culture shock is that dinner is eaten really really late compared to the UK. I found in the UK my average meal time would probably be about 5.30pm for the evening meal and then I'd like do a, like study or whatever afterwards but I live with some Italians and they end up cooking in the kitchen at like 10pm, 11pm because that's normal for them. So the idea of aperitivo is to have a drink before you have your evening meal and it kind of, it should, it's supposed to like open up your hunger or something like that. And a lot of people use it as just a really nice little excuse to go out and socialise with their friends and have a little bit of snack with it. There's one place near me where you can get really cheap uh, spritz and it's so much fun. You can sit with your friends, they bring out little like mini pizzas or like little mini like Italian delicacies or like traditional food from the area around us because where I am in Italy is food central. If you want good food, come to Emilia Romagna because it's where Tortellini and Tortelloni was born. It's where you can get the best like ragu. I mean, you all know about spaghetti bolognese, but did you know that the word bolognese comes from Bologna? The term bolognese or bolognese literally just means from Bologna. So it's really, really cool. Like the food here is amazing. I've not been on one yet, but some of my friends have done food tours where you can go and make your own tortellini and yeah if you want good food I really recommend coming to the Emilia Romagna area of Italy because it's so so good and it's quite affordable too 
but yeah, this place that I go to for aperitivo with my friends, they bring out these little like, kind of like, like not tapas, but just like these little like plates with like little nibbles on it. And it's got like these little mini pizzas and there's fried polenta, which is a very Italian thing. And I've never tried polenta before coming to Italy, but honestly, their polenta sticks are so, so good. Honestly, highly recommend. I love Italian food and living in Italy has given me another appreciation because obviously it's just everywhere, it's just surrounding you. But I mean, one thing that I have found since coming to Italy is that I've not found as many restaurants dedicated to food from other cultures. I have seen a few Japanese restaurants in Modena, but so far, I'm not sure if it's just because I've not been looking hard enough, but I haven't found any Indian restaurants, which are so common in the UK. I've not seen any Chinese restaurants, which again, are really common in the UK. Um, it's just, it's so different. <laughs> I mean, that's just the one word that I can say, which can sum up my experience of being on a year abroad so far. It's just been so different than what I'm used to. And it's been a step outside of my comfort zone. And I'm glad that I've done it. Like, the hardest part is getting yourself out there and taking the risk and going and just trying new things. And that's been one thing that I've told myself on my year abroad is that I'm going to say yes to things. I'm going to say yes to experiences that I might not have tried before or say yes to something new that I might not know how it will end, but I will give it a go just for the fun of it, just so I can make memories on my year abroad. And saying yes to things ended up with me spontaneously going to the ballet the other day in this beautiful theatre and going out for some pizza with my friends beforehand. And I love the spontaneity that a year abroad can bring because it lets you create so many moments that I know that I will cherish for the rest of my life because I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be living my dream of moving abroad. And I'm just, I feel like I'm fulfilling a childhood dream. Like if you told me 10 years ago that I'm currently living in Italy, I'd be amazed. Like, it's just such, such a crazy experience, but I'm so happy that I'm here in Italy. And I can't wait to see what the rest of my year abroad is going to bring because we're only on November. I've got till end of June. So I have a very special guest today with me. So one amazing thing about doing a period of studying abroad is the ability to meet people from all walks of life and all countries and learn more about their countries, their cultures and themselves as individuals. And so that's why every episode I'm going to invite one of my friends who I'm studying abroad with here in Modena to have a conversation about their experience studying and living outside of their home country. And so today I'm speaking with one of my closest friends who I met here while in Italy. Welcome to the podcast, Manon! Hi! Hey girl, how are you today? I'm fine, and you? Good girl, very excited <laughs> to have you talking to me today. Yeah, I'm so excited too. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from and what do you study? Yes, of course. So I'm Manon. I'm 20 years old. I come from Rouen, the city of Rouen in Normandy. Uh, I'm studying languages in France. I'm studying like quite the same here in Italy with like economics. 
Um, this is like my third year of bachelor degree and then I will have to do like a master degree and I think that's good presentation. Nice, so how does the um, like school system in France work, like the university system, how long is your degree in general? Because here in the UK, modern languages degrees are four years in total with a year abroad. Um, is it the same in France? Is it a bit different? Um, so it's not really the same because we have to do like the bachelor degree, which is uh, three years. And then you have to continue because you can't only have a bachelor degree. And so then you have to do like the master degree for two years more. So you can't really get a job in France if you don't have a master's degree? Um, you can, but you have to do other diploma, like for example, um, something called DUT, um, it's a diploma that you can get uh, in two years. Awesome, so that's actually really interesting. Um, okay, um, so why did you choose to come to Modena? Um, my goal was to come to Italy, of course, because I'm studying Italian in France. And so for me, it was the right country to go, of course. Because in Italy, I can improve my Italian, of course, but also my English while talking to people. So I think that's the best plan. And also, like, Italy is, like, one of, for, like, in my opinion, Italy is, like, one of the best countries, like, in the world. I love, <laughs> love Italy so far. What's been, like, your favorite moment so far in here in Italy? Oh, maybe I would say, like, my birthday, because I turned in, like, 20... Um, during Erasmus and I was so scared because I was like it was the beginning of her Erasmus I was like I'm gonna be alone for my birthday and in fact it was like the opposite and I think it was like one of my best days it was such, <laughs> such a cute little party yeah it was so good all like the week was crazy honestly. yeah and we got so many cute photos out of it you yeah. had the little one with you with the cake that our Portuguese <gasps> friends made so good such a good team. Yeah. And um, what do you like about Italy in general? What's your favorite part about Italy? Oh, um, I like. I will say I have so much thing that I like. Uh, first of all, of course, the food. Um, that's crazy because, like, you know, that in France we love to eat like good thing, mm. and I feel that in Italy it's quite the same. Mm. So honestly, like the food is like insane. It's like getting like a gelato just after the class. Yeah. Um, the mood is like. Um, crazy um, but also I feel like the second thing that I love is that being able to visit all the cities in Italy yes it's so, so it's crazy the trains are so cheap especially compared to the UK in the UK trains can sometimes be like 50 pounds 60 pounds 100 pounds just to get to like London like mm. is that the same in France or is it um, I feel that like not really because with like uh, the the um, the train line, like whole like SNCF, mm. you can get like good prices. But if you want to go, for example, in the south of France, it's like quite expensive too. It depends on the, the travel. Yeah, so it's so good that there's so many promos and stuff here mm -hmm. in Italy. Like we did a trip to Venice and it was so nice because we got, we spent 29 euros, which is like the equivalent of about 25 pounds and we could go on unlimited trains for three days it was crazy it was so good it's such a good deal like for students to travel but it's not only for students it's like, for, for anyone everyone. yeah yeah and so yeah you can go like 
because I was dreaming about like going to like Venezia, Firenze, everything. Mm. And I'm like, I went there. And yeah. that's crazy because also like, it's not only about like the, the biggest cities. It's like also being able to visit small cities that you yeah. didn't Padova. even know. Padova. Padova, for example. Amazing. Palma. Like, honestly, that's crazy. Yeah. And what's been your favorite trip so far? And what? Uh, where do you want to go the most? Okay. I will say like Venezia because I when I arrived there I was amazed by everything. You just like exit um exit from the, the station and you're like in Venezia the center, you can see the, the the gondola and everything and that's crazy. Yeah, it was so so pretty. Like I've never been to Venice, I have never been to Italy before coming here. And I'm just amazed by how much beauty is just in every single like city that we visit, yeah. and just it's amazing. And what what would be your dream place to visit in here in Italy that you haven't visited yet? Um, I don't know because my top one was like going to Firenze, mm. but I went there, but I was quite disappointed mm. because I would say that I wanted like to visit Firenze and Venezia. It was like on the top of my list, but I prefer like Venezia for sure. So now I would say like maybe Cinque Terre. That would be so beautiful. Uh, I think it's like one of the dreams. I mean, you're here for the whole year, yeah. right? <laughs> so you can have your little summer in Cinque Terre. I will, I, I'm hoping for that. That would be really cool. Um, and so you said, so you're from France. You said that you're from Rouen. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Rouen? Is it uh, so Rouen is like a medieval city. Um, it's like such like in um, typical vibe in Normandy. You have like all the houses in the typical um, Normandy style. You have also like the cathedral. Was like really really like beautiful. I would say that Rouen is, you can go to Rouen like for a day to visit because like it's like really really cute but it's small. <laughs> I would, um, I think you can compare Rouen to Modena mm. because it's quite the same vibe. It's small yeah. but you have a lot of things to do and it's pretty. Sounds quite similar to Durham <laughs> in that aspect because Durham's really pretty. It's got the famous cathedral where like Harry Potter was filmed mm. and all these beautiful buildings but it's also very small like We've got a thing in Durham which we call like the Durham bubble. Everyone in Durham knows each other. Is that similar? In yeah, Rouen? yeah, yeah. It's like the same. Yeah. <laughs> and what's like? So you said that Rouen and Modena have a lot of similarities, mm -hmm. but what are the biggest differences between like your experience in Rouen and your experiences here in Modena? Um, that's hard to compare, but I would say that I feel that Italians, maybe it's in Modena because like it's uh, um, a small city but like I feel like people can be like really nice with you if you try to speak Italian mm -hmm. and I feel like it's not like maybe the same vibe in Rouen mm -hmm. people are nice but not in the same way but it's quite similar I will say hmm. I mean I found that a lot of people are really like accepting and happy when you try and speak yeah. Italian here because they understand that you are learning as well mm -hmm. and you're putting in the effort and I think it's just a really nice thing like 
being here in Italy has made me appreciate how hard it is for international students, say back in the UK, who speak English as a second language. Yeah. And you speak Italian as your third language, which is yes. amazing. I'm learning, I'm learning. <laughs> you're, you're good, you're really, really good. Thank you, you too. Um, like we can, we can follow our economia <laughs> classes just about. No, it's just about. Quite hard, it's hard, but we're getting through it. We're gonna ace the economia <laughs> exam. <laughs> oh yeah, so exams. How do the exams work in France? Okay, um, we like the teacher. Like they have to respect a date where they have to give to the secretary. Um, all the date of the exam, and then the secretary like um they do um a calendar with mm. like all the dates, and I think it's one of the biggest difference uh, with Italy because in Italy they have like no organization, <laughs> we don't know anything about the exam, some exams are coming like really soon, and we don't even know what's happening. Yeah, I'm. At the minute, I'm not really sure what's happening. I don't even really know what a parziale is. A parziale is kind of like a midterm, but I don't know if it counts or not. I don't know how much it counts. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's on half of these yeah. midterms. But it's not clear for us, but that's quite a problem. But I think we'll figure it out. That's life. We'll yeah. power through. And also, I would say that uh, um, in France, the, the grades are like on 20. Oh. And here in Italy, it's on 30. That's actually a lot different than in the UK. Here in, in the UK, we get graded on a scale from 0 to 100. So it's like a percentage. And then at the end, it, each percentage has like a different weight. Mm-hmm. So say I submit an essay at the end of Christmas term and I get 65 on that. That might be worth only 20% of my final grade. And then I might do my final exam in June, and that might be worth 80% of my grade. But I do worse on that, which means that my better grade in Christmas doesn't have as much weight. It's not okay. equally divided. So that's actually quite cool, because yeah. like in, in France, do you have a lot of coursework, or is it just exam? Um, it depends on the system, but... Two years ago, like the system like changed again, mm. and so now you, we have a lot of I don't know how you call that, but like evaluation, mm. like it means like during like for example the first term, uh, I don't know if we have like twenty classes, we have at least two evaluation mm. per classes, so everything is like re- it's really hard because during like three or four months you need to work really hard because all the evaluation are coming like soon mm. so it's quite like intense yeah you know it's not only like a partiale at the end of the term and then it's over no now they changed it and it's like a lot yeah what i found quite interesting in italy because it's a big change in the uk is how you have a term and then an exam period and then another term and then another exam mm, period mm-mm. because in the uk you have your first term, at, simultaneously you might be working on, say, an essay, or you might do your essay over the Christmas break, but it's not, at least for modern languages, it might be different for other departments, but when you go back in January, you aren't immediately thrust into exams. But I found that, from what I've learned here and from what I'm experiencing, is mm-hmm. that as soon as we go back in January, it'll be 
you do the exam, you do the exam, you do yeah. the exam. Meanwhile, we have two terms lot of lessons up until April or March or April, something like that. And then when you come back after the Easter break, all the exams start then. It was normally like it was like quite the same in France, but they changed like the system. But I feel also like it depends on the city where you are. But in Rouen, it's quite like that for like everyone. Mm. And why did you choose Rouen as a university? Um, so in fact, um, I'm living like quite near from Rouen. I'm between like Dieppe with it's like Dieppe is like a city uh, next to the sea. And um, you have the ferry to go to Brighton. Brighton! <laughs> and so I'm living between like Rouen, uh, between Rouen and Dieppe. And so I was like, after the high school, because I did my high school in Rouen, I was like, I want to leave Rouen. I don't want to be there anymore. I was like over like of the city. And I signed up to go to Lille University. Um, but during the summer, I realized that I was not ready to leave like my parents' house. And so I had to sign up again for Rouen University and I stayed in Rouen for two years. Um, and I feel that two years, like, it's fine, but I don't want to do like more. That's why I wanted like to like live for Erasmus. So are you going to do your masters as well as, as well at Rouen or are you going to go somewhere else for your um, masters do you think? For sure I will go somewhere else because for the master degree in France it's like really hard to get a master degree because you only have like few um, um, few master's degree and it's not in Rouen mm. and per master degree is like maybe like 30 people that are selected so it's quite like you need to get like really good grades to like enter like the master but I will say that I would love to go to Lille because I didn't go there but now I'm ready to go so that will be the plan <laughs> sounds good um because that's quite like different to the UK because um in the UK most universities offer master's programs um I know Durham does I know quite a few like pretty much every university that I've seen offers master's programs so that's quite interesting that not every university in France oh, offers masters. Maybe, maybe I was not clear. Um, they don't propose master for what I want to do. Oh, okay. I mean, you have like a lot of master master degree, low everything, but for what I would like to do, you don't have like much, you know more. Cool, cool. Um, and we've talked about the good parts of Italy. What do you think have been the bad parts of Italy so far? Um, I would say that I have not much to say about that, but maybe like the bad part, I would say that the fact it's not really related to Italy because it would have been the same if I was like in another like country. It's like about like you can't see your family like often. Mm, yeah. Um, but for Italy also, maybe I would say like a problem about the bikes. The bikes. Yeah, because here in Italy, like it's like. A uh, big problem because like all the bikes are like robbed mm. and so my bike has been robbed and you have to deal with this type of problem when you just arrived and you're like I don't want to deal with this type of problem but like I think it's life now I feel it's funny to, to talk about <laughs> it but at first I was every like, time I get like a conversation with you you're like guess what's happened guys <laughs> problem with my bike <laughs> 
So I will say that. And then I will say like, it's not a bad part, but I will say that if you want to do Erasmus, you need to like save money before mm -hmm. going to your Erasmus because you need to realize that um, you, you're gonna like want to do like a lot of stuff because uh, you can like visit so much cities uh, you can do like so much thing, but if you don't save money before going in Erasmus, can be like a problem, I think. Because the fear of missing out is so yeah. strong when you're in Erasmus. Uh, 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 uh. Like you see people going out to and you can't places. Like that's and, yeah, it's quite hard sometimes, especially because even though the trains are cheap, mm -mm. it's like if you're taking trains every weekend, it yeah. adds up, and it's an amazing experience, and I'm so glad to have visited as many places as I have but sometimes you kind of look back at your bank balance and you're like I don't know what I've just done there yeah but then you're like I'm in Italy so that's okay that's fine also it's quite a British thing but um the fact that I have a card which allows me to pay in euros without an extra fee and so whenever I get my notification through that I spent say 26 euros at something it also gives me the amount in pounds and it feels cheaper, so I feel like I've saved money. <laughs> like, even yeah. I it's not really, but in fact, yes. Like, forget girl math. It's, it's like it's British less, math. It's less than in the UK. Yeah. So it feels less, even if it actually isn't. Awesome. So, have you got any questions for me? Which city did you prefer? In terms of, like, where I visited so yeah. far? Okay, so I've been to so many places. I think my favourite has to have been Padova because it was just so beautiful. We went on this beautiful day on the way back from Venice. There was like blue skies. There was a market on. We got this absolutely amazing gelato. Like oh, yeah, top like five gelatos I've had in Italy. <laughs> and I've had a lot so far. Um, and it was just such a pretty day. Mm-mm. And it was just it was just so nice because we just spent the whole weekend together, us two and I think six other of our friends. Yeah. In yeah, Venice. We're eight. Yeah, and we were on our way back and it was just it was just good vibes. Like I yeah. I didn't want that weekend to end. To end. Of course. And like um which city is like your dream city to visit? Dream city, okay. So I say it to everyone that I I, I always talk about this city a lot, but my dream city to visit is probably San Remo because it's a nice little seaside like city. It's very quaint, it's very beautiful, um, but it's also where this music festival that happens every single year is. And fun fact um, for anyone who's taking modern languages who has heard about the, fate, the fated TLRP, the Target Language Research Project, I'm doing my TLRP about San Remo. So I'm planning to go there before the end of my time here in Italy Crazy. for research purposes, definitely. <laughs> Not just to have fun and see a city that I've always wanted to see, but definitely for research purposes. Give me a plan. You have like yeah. sometimes left to do yeah. a lot of stuff. We just go between exams. Go. <laughs> We're like, yeah. And Christmas market are coming. Christmas markets, yes. So I don't know if Christmas markets are as big a thing in France as they are in the UK. Are they a big thing in France? Oh yeah, it depends on where you're going. But um, you have like the Christmas market in Strasbourg mm. that are like really well known like worldwide. Yeah. Because it's like 
amazing even in paris even in rouen we have like this cute like christmas market just in front of the cathedral oh. and that's like amazing yeah because every year i get so excited to go to newcastle christmas market because newcastle is so close to durham it's like i know 15 minutes on the train Ooh. and it's so nice it's so, so pretty it's such good vibes and then i really really love manchester christmas markets because I'm a Manchester girly, I'm from around there. Not quite from Manchester itself, but whenever I introduce myself to people here on Erasmus, I always have to say I'm from Manchester, because no one knows where Accrington is. I love yeah, Accrington, true. but the only time anyone ever knows where Accrington is in the UK is if they're referencing this football advert from the 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's either I say I'm from Accrington, and they're like, where? Or I say, oh, I'm from Accrington, and they go, Accrington Stanley, who are they? referencing this advert and it's just so it's just easy to say i'm from manchester manchester but no i love the manchester christmas markets this year you will discover like the christmas markets in italy yeah we've got to go to so many which one do you want to go to of course bologna because like it's like next to modena it's so close um for sure, I will go to the one in Florence. Florence, yes. And we will go, I think, to the one in Pisa, too. You and can then, check them out when you do your half marathon. Yeah, exactly. And I would love to go to, like, um, Trento. Oh, yeah. It's quite far in the mountains, but you can you can access with the train. And I think I'm going to plan something with that, because it's, like, the cute little, like, village. Yeah. In the mountains and the vibes. It might snow. It might snow. Yeah. I mean, you've already seen snow this yeah. year when you went to Romania. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. was that? It was like crazy. We were like, so we went to like Bucharest in Romania and we did like this day of excursion. And so we went to Dracula's Castle and we went like in the mountains and it started um, snowing. And I was crazy oh. about that because I was so happy because. In Normandy, because of the global warming, we don't mm. have like snow anymore. Oh wow! And uh, so I was like so happy to see some snow. <laughs> we get snow in the UK sometimes, but it never comes around Christmas. It always comes around March, March. for some reason. Mm-mm. Is it the same for you? Or? I would say like February. Yeah. Yeah. March. Mm. It's weird because like you think Spoiling. March is like spring and like yeah, sun started no. to come out. And how I woke up one day last year and it was like thick snow right outside my door, and I was like. No school today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't trek 12 at Riverside in these conditions. No, I also really, really would like to go to the San Marino Christmas markets. If they are happening, I still need to research, but mm-hmm. San Marino is its own tiny little micronation within Italy. I've been there once before. It's absolutely beautiful. And I mean, how cool would it be to say that you've been to the Christmas markets inside in a country inside of another country yeah well I think also we should go to like um, the Christmas market in Verona oh yeah I've not been to Verona because apparently it's like one of the I mean I can't get Verona out of my mind after going to go see the opera not the opera the ballet it was the ballet at the like opera Mm -hmm. theatre because we went to go see Romeo and Juliet, the ballet. Was it? It was literally just yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, yesterday. It was so, so beautiful. And all I can think of is going to Verona and like the, Juli- the Giulietta balcony. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. So, so pretty. I need to go there. But I think, you know what? You were asking me, like, um, which city, like, was, like, the next city that I 
want to visit, I would say like Verona. Yeah. I need to go there. And I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you have a French word that you can teach me? Any word? Um, I hope that you don't know this word. <laughs> um, I choose the word incroyable. Oh, incroyable. Incroyable. Say more incroyable. Oui, oui. <laughs> because I choose this word because I feel like it's like uh, the word for my Erasmus. Yeah. So definitely. that's why I choose this word. L'Erasmus c'est incroyable. incroyable. <laughs> Um, so for anyone who doesn't know French, that just means incredible and mm. it's a perfect way to sum up Erasmus yes. and I'm just so glad that we can be here in Italy and just have fun and be able to do things like this. It's like the best yeah, experience ever. it's crazy. So just before you head back home, so do you have any advice for anyone listening? Anything you want to say to anyone? Yes, I would say like, guys, like you have to like, experiment like at least once in your life like going in Erasmus I know that you can be scared of that because I was scared to to leave my country to go like to live like in another country uh, the beginning it's hard we can't lie the first months it's hard but after these months it's crazy it's amazing I can't I think we can't even describe the feeling because it's such like you met so much people and like you have to say like that in your mind that all the people that are coming like in Erasmus they are like the same they they have feelings and they they are scared too and that's how you met like the best people ever so I will say that's 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 my best advice if you're scared of something go for it just face your fear <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. You might end up the result the is like yeah. Uh, yeah. So amazing. Thank you for chatting to <laughs> Thank me today. You, Charlotte. <laughs> and we will see you next week or next time I upload an episode with another friend who I will be chatting with. Undecided yet, but we will see. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.